Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugats. Worlds collide today. This is very exciting. (laughs) I'm excited about this. This hasn't happened before. And I don't know how it hasn't happened before, but it hasn't happened before. This is fun. (laughs) Mike Golick and Chris Sims together. I don't know if Sims is going to be a fan of that. I got to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? I can see that. You could see that, right, Mike? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, okay. Sims. Yeah, it, Sims likes being the authority when he talks to us. Oh, he wow. likes being the guy. Like, listen, I'm right. gonna tell you what's really happening because I know. And then Golik comes in. Golik knows pretty well too. Yeah. Wow. I never considered that that would be an issue. I just thought, you know, one is our friend, the other's our friend. I saw a clip of uh, Chris Sims going around this week where he was telling stories about Gronk that he had never told us before. And then it's like, wait a minute, like, should we have had Chris Sims on with Mojo and Chris also? Like, because he has like a great Gronk story that he told. And I never considered our friends kind of like joining each other. So we're going to do it today. But you guys think that there may be like a situation, like a little competition between them. I think Golik's totally fine. He doesn't care. Okay, Golik's at a mm-hmm. at a point in his life and his career well where he'll he'll roll with anything and anyone. Okay, okay. It's Sims, who is still on the ascent, who is, you know, got a bit of an ego. I love him. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's comfortable with change at all. No, he does, and it's okay, and he should because he's great at this. You're but making I can't, him out I'm, to be a monster. I'm not. He's not a monster. He's an ego monster. Uh, he's he's not a monster. Okay. He's a wonderful guy and he's a great friend. But he's, he's on not the a monster. Ascent. His ego is. But he. I'm with Mikey where he does like that. Listen. Okay. Billy, think about this. It's me, you, and Mikey A with Sims yeah. every day. He knows he's got us on everything. Okay? Yeah. But in strolls Golick, okay? And he knows some football. Well, he's in a couple of Hall of Fames. I mean, you know. 
But what I mean, what are you doing a football competition? Like it's, it's just a couple guys talking some pigskin, you know? What's the big deal? Listen, that's what it is when you and I are doing it and Mikey A. I mean, you got you got Golgan and Ego Monster. I mean <laughs> I will say this, Mikey. So we we spent some time with Chris Sims in person. He is, he, I mean, not surprising. He is very big. Like he's yes. a big guy, also very strong. Like you can't tell on TV because he looks like slim and slender. That guy is is solid and yes. could like if if we pushed him too far and he was in person, could easily end us if he wanted to. Oh, he'd beat the living. F- out of all of us yeah yeah (laughs) something to strive for (laughs) i don't know about that so mikey you feel like there's going to be tension here because i'm kind of i'm kind of with you tension i I don't think we're going to get the happy-go-lucky teasing billy gill uh sims we usually get i think he's going to be a little bit i think he's going to be a little bit so golic i saw on film anyway wow so we're going to out football guy each other yeah, a little bit. You think huh. Golik's going to do that too, though? Because I don't think Golik... I think Golik will play the game. I think Golik will be like, oh, okay, this is how we're going to run this interview. How do you guys want to do this, though? I think we should all just keep siding with Golik. <laughs> really? Your yeah. whole time. Listen, it. no. That, see, you're wrong there. You're absolutely wrong there. Golik will always come on with us. Sims could... Could could waver. This might be the end. You think? <laughs> Sims could waver if you keep if you keep signing with Golik. Yeah, I think Sims could waver. Maybe next year he's a little too busy. <laughs> yeah, but like Sims' wheelhouse is quarterbacks, right? So what I'm suggesting is we ask Sims some quarterback questions, get Golik to respond, and hopefully Golik gives like somewhat of a different response. We just all agree with Golik. So we agree with the defensive tackle plan. who was told not to move by Reggie White <laughs> over the guy who played plan. the actual position. What do you think? This doesn't seem like a great plan. <laughs> Billy, you're always trying to get Sims pissed off. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm like, it's, I mean, look, it's a dream scenario for me, right? It's the two. Right. People that I agitate the most on the show, basically going up against each other. I'm in like a no lose position, you would think, but I'm like, I don't know. Even I'm like, let's maybe not push it too far today, guys. By the way, Mike Golick knows this is happening. Chris Sims does not know this is happening. It's going to be sprung on Chris Sims. No, and Sims said like he's in a meeting. Like, don't bother him, but he'll be ready right around 2 o'clock. Oh, so, like, no. he has no idea. That we are totally I, bringing this oh, one I, on Sims. I, I, That's I what I'm a... trying to tell you about Sims. Sims doesn't like surprises, dude. I mean, they, I'm telling you, the Sims household, it's a rule. We don't like surprises. <laughs> By the way, Stugatz, when we were at Radio Row last week, uh, we had lots of interviews. We had probably too many interviews. We, we talked to so many people. The guest bookers did a great job. One of the interviews that we didn't get out because we had a technical difficulty situation was yes. Jonathan Taylor. Unfortunately, Jonathan Taylor's audio uh, had an issue. We weren't able to get it out. Uh, but he was great. When he was on with us, he told us good stories. He was friends with Austin Eckler. He told us good stories of Austin Eckler. He joined us on behalf of Ascent. And he's used Ascent since he was drafted in 2020. He likes Ascent Protein uh, because they're clean and delicious products that he can trust. Unlike other protein powders, Ascent is extremely clean and has no artificial flavors or sweeteners. To purchase Ascent Protein, go to AscentProtein.com. All right. So he just that was the Jonathan Taylor interview without Jonathan <laughs> and Billy doing the promotion. And all those good <laughs> stories. That's what we like to call them. Make good. <laughs> In case you didn't notice. So there is the Jonathan Taylor interview without Jonathan. <laughs> you guys would have loved it. 
it's the greatest moment ever on God plus football. Well, until Susan <laughs> until the next moment. Yeah. <laughs> out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Golik, what do you remember about Chris Sims's dad when you were playing when you were playing against him in the eighties? Huh? Oh my god! The biggest thing about those quarterbacks, hi Chris. The biggest Hello, thing Michael. about <laughs> those quarterbacks was the, from the from the um, Troy Aikmans, the Phil Sims, the Boomer Siasons, all those guys stand stood and took a hit, stood and and, and I mean took a hit. I mean, today you got guys that are just more athletic and, and can move around. Those guys, it was three-step, it was five-step, it was seven-step, and there they stood. Very rarely, I mean, they would run for their lives if they had to, but for the most part, they'll step into a throw knowing they're taking one on the chin. Uh, that's probably the biggest difference I saw in the quarterbacks I play. Again, because they didn't run as much as guys today. They could escape and make incredible plays. These guys are big. And they just stood in the pocket, and they and they took the hits. So it was they I always tougher. respected. It. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like I said about today's players in all sports, they're better athletes. Doesn't make them better players. Yeah, but they're better athletes. So you think they're soft? Today's no, players. I don't. I think, <laughs> I think Mike Patrick Mahomes is Garcia. soft. Just say it, Mike. Listen, no, they, he's not. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not. They're not soft they're not at, all. at all. If right. if Phil, if yeah. Phil, if yeah. um. Troy, if uh, you know these guys, if these guys could move more and run around more, they would because they wouldn't have got hit as much. But man, they just yeah. stood in there and they took it. They took it. Yeah. So more power and, to and them. To Mike's point, it was it was the style of play. Yeah. Plus the rules with hitting the quarterback. If you could run, your leg was going to get broken sometime <laughs> yes, it was. soon. Anyways, dad was <laughs> yeah. an amazing runner actually yeah. early on in his career. Yeah. If you watch my dad in seventy nine, eighty. I mean, he's running up the field against the Dallas Cowboys down the sideline for a 40-yard touchdown. But, you know, the rules and everything else, you just got beat to shit. There was no yeah. – roughing the passer? I, I don't remember that ever called ever other than, like, Jim McMahon playing the Packers, right, when it was, like, 10 seconds after the play was over. And I can't remember the guy's name. Who oh, yeah. Driving the ground. Oh, wasn't, that yes. Joe, wasn't that Joe Turkey Jones or some, Turkey, been, something, something like been. that? Something like I, that. I don't want to. Yeah. But, and, but and, that was like the only time ever I remember back and, in those and, days. And those guys, there was only one guy that complained a lot. Most of the time. And those guys never complained when they got hit because they knew no. that was the game. And there was only like, I mean, listen, when I play with Randall, Randall could run uh, yeah. and he and he could run and hurt you running. The other real mobile quarterback 
was Steve Young. But Steve Young is the one who would complain all the time when he got hit. Man, he'd look at the ref and start whining, which would just piss us off more. Now, I shouldn't say us because it would piss Reggie off. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It would piss off the guys that could actually get to the quarterback even more to hit him even harder, you know, to try and knock him out of the game or something like that. Yeah, those guys just took the hit and then they just came back. They didn't look at the ref and say, oh, God, we got, but it's different. And again, I'm not going to rip the players of today. The rules are different. Yeah. So you play differently. It's like, I, I, Chris, I've always said I hate the argument LeBron couldn't have played in the 80s or the 90s. And I say that's bullshit because if he played in the 80s or 90s, he would have been born in that era. Right, and that's exactly. the basketball. And and played. That, right, right. That's exactly. the basketball. And he's 6'8", 270. Think right. about growing up in that era, playing yeah. as physical as they played. He would have been great. You know, yeah. so I, I hate the dropping into errors and they couldn't do this or do that. You have to say, if they played in that era, they grew up in that era. So they, they learned how to play that style. Agreed. And there was nobody in the NBA like LeBron James at that point. Who was going to match up with him? Oh, once he learned, to, oh, this is a foul and this isn't a foul. I, I'm with you, you know. Again, Michael. people are crazy. I know the eras are different and all that. But like to what Michael tell you, I mean, John Elway would be a star now if he grew up in this era. Yeah. Be doing Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes type of sidearm throws because that's how he grew up and that's how you do it. So you know, Plus, I, well, I your dad you. would be a star, well, I, Chris. Well, I mean, he was maybe, twenty-two maybe. and twenty. He was a very accurate sure, passer, sure, man. Yeah. Yes. Sure, no, no doubt. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of things that go into that conversation. And Mike, you know. I love that you got on Steve there. He's from Greenwich, you know, so they're yeah. not quite tough that way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my kids are growing up in Greenwich, by the way. I just like uh, to say uh, 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 There you go. Oh, but, yeah. but it's not like pocket passers There's going to be a fight. I mean, you know, when, when, no. when I talk about Troy, it's like because, you know, you look at what Peyton did. You look at Brady. Those guys right. were statues, and, and they no still – you, you just have to have great arm talent, great accuracy, and certainly have to be, you know, A-plus from the, the neck up. the right yeah. way. Right, yeah. right. No doubt about it. You know, I want to ask Mike this real quick because I've heard this from some this. other. Like you talked about the quarterback sometimes that would complain to the ref. Yeah, I would have defensive linemen every now and then from Dad's era. They tell me, you know, hey, your dad was awesome. Hey, your dad was tough. Hey, he used to piss me off because I'd hit him. He'd talk shit to me. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, f- bring it. And I know that, you know, got underneath some people's skins too. I was going to ask you if that ever happened to you or oh, it was, again, Chris, it never happened to me because I rarely got near the quarterback. So <laughs> my, my teammates would say, so they would come back to the huddle and say, Oh, that pissed me off. I'm going to go get him or something. But, but the, those guys, oh, listen, I mean, they did, they, they talked more smack than guys do now for sure. Um, because it was, it was a hit or be hit. I mean, like I said, they had no problem, you know, taking the hit to make the play. And if they took the hit and made a play, they were going to let you know, kind of like Brady, you know, Brady, man, how many times he go running down the field, you know, yelling at someone who was talking shit about him. And then he scores a touchdown. The, The guys back in our era would do that. Uh, yeah, Billy, no Billy's, got, Billy's got a question for both of you, but I will remind you, Chris Sims, as uh, we bring our two worlds together, which is very exciting. It's nice to see you guys getting along. Uh, but but I'll remind you, Clyde Simmons, Jerome Brown, Reggie White, Golick tells us stories where they would tell Mike, hey, just don't move. 
we'll work around you. Okay? Oh, no, yeah. they didn't yeah. say that. Stop <laughs> this, dude. They did not say that. Now, I helped them up a lot after they sacked the quarterback because I was always a step, step and a half late, but uh, that's a whole other story. Uh, that was a, a scary group. It was never good being a young kid watching your dad play that group. I oh was my always my no, most nervous game of the year, you know, the red the, the dead weight rule is the Reggie yep. White on Phil Sims rule. That's what it is. He separated my dad's shoulder two different times by picking him up and then yep. just dropping his weight on him. Uh, it was a different era. And, man, that defense was was scary good. As dad will always say, that's always the you – know, they played the 85 Bears and all that. He he still claims that that Eagles defense was the uh, best defense he ever played against. Suck up a little Fuck bit up, here, yeah. Chris. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> believe, me, what, believe, yeah. Me, believe me, it wasn't me. <laughs> you go down a lot of names before you get to my ass. That's for sure. <laughs> go ahead, Bill. So you guys are talking about LeBron and how if he played in a different era, he would have figured it out. He would have been fine. The two of you were in the NFL. If the two of you at your peak physical, you know, point, if you could just handpick an era that you guys think that you would have excelled in or dominated, what era would you guys put yourselves in? Mm. Sims well, is at his, his peak physical point, I think. <laughs> I mean, Billy was so impressed with you at the Super Bowl, man. Yeah. And a little scruffy today. I don't know what's going on there, Chris. Oh, it's the oh, offseason. Golick's given up like 20 years ago. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm done. I, I would have excelled. I was not the greatest athlete. I lived on studying a lot of tape, knowing the game plan like the back of my hand, knowing the formations the offense were in down a distance, and basically being an asshole. Uh, I was, uh, and so that was, and, and I was better against the run than the pass. So probably in a more running era than a passing era. And again, the era I played in, there was still a lot of running, especially in the division we played in, yeah, you know, right. there was a lot of running. So if it was a running era, I would have been better at that. I always had like the most tackles of uh, like against Washington or something like that, because they run that counter scheme all the time. And, and I would get in the, the tens or teens of tackles. I was better at that. I wasn't a great pass rusher. Like I said, I was, I was a study guy. I was a, a put guys in the right position on the D line for stunts. And then, like I said, a little bit of a line stepping asshole at times. So that, cause I wasn't a great, I, I, I would struggle in today's game without questions. These guys, these guys are bigger than I was and they're better athletes than I was. You'd have been all right. Yeah. Maybe you'd have been more on a, you know, first and second down. Exactly. Line, yes. Type of thing, yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, I kind of like to Mike's point about where you grow up and all that. I feel like I was made to play quarterback in the eighties. Really? You know, that that's what I was. I was a big pocket passing quarterback who had a strong arm and I was willing to stand in there. I mean, willing to stand in there to the fact that that's why my career ended is why I lost my damn spleen. I mean, Gruden, we keep forgetting Gruden that. Used, yes. Well, Gruden, Gruden used to sit, you know, and he pumped my ego up with that too. Cause you know, like Billy was, they were always so impressed with my size and how I strong I was in the weight room and all of that. And Gruden used to stroke my ego and call me big soldier. Right. So, hey, big soldier, big soldier. You'll just sit there and you'll just hang in there and throw this down in there in that 20 yard out route. And I got off on that. And I was like, yep, that's right. I'm going to stand right in there and throw that. And so that's the era I grew up in and kind of how I. My favorite quarterback, of course, was Phil Sims, and then it kind of went to Troy Aikman. So that kind of tells you, and Mike was just explaining those guys. So, uh, yeah, that, that would have been my era, Billy. 
Uh, PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, uh, the Unbuttoned Podcast as well, Football Night in America. Uh, have you recovered yet from your fall off the stage? How does your body feel? You good? <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Yes. All right. Okay. I'm physically okay. The ego's okay. It's all good. Uh, all right, yeah, good. I, didn't, I didn't sue NBC, so it's, it's uh, not Peacock. Big mistake. Not Simscock. Sims, what's the matter? You're slipping. Simscock. <laughs> we thought it was Simscock. <laughs> Would you uh, give us your uh, give us your thoughts? It was a great game, Chris. It really was. Uh, the Chiefs came storming back in the second half. Took that knee at the end of the game. Kind of stripped us of that moment, but that's okay. They're out there uh, trying to win a Super Bowl. But what a great game with two amazing quarterbacks. Great game. An all-time great game. Yes. It really was. And then yep. got a little of everything. I mean, first off, I mean, I, I'm still shocked. You know, I picked Kansas City to win, okay? I'm not patting myself on the back here. But when I watched the game and started watching the game and – you know, of course, I knew this was a possibility talking to you guys. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, man, the Eagles. It's okay. They're they're even a little bit better than the Chiefs than I physically than I even thought with my pregame evaluation. But, you know, the Chiefs, again, the championship merit to just kind of hang around, take some of the, the body blows, get a little wobbly, but get themselves together. Uh, I just can't say enough about, you know, again, them as a team. They're just their belief and got to have it moments, big play moments. They just thrive in that. And I think the all right, there's two things here that that really jump off to me. One, you know, watching the game back. I've watched the game back twice on just the replay on the NFL Network. But, you know, you know, I watched my film, too. Yep. The film like Steve Spagnuolo called and had one of the greatest game plans in Super Bowl history. And now most people are going to go, wait. They had 400 yards of offense. If he didn't do some of the things he did and some of the risks he took in that game, it had been 600 yards and they would have controlled the ball for 45, 46 minutes. He ran defenses on first and second down that he must have chuckled to himself going, I can't believe I'm calling this defense on first and 10 at their 40-yard line. I'm bringing an all-out blitz because I can't stop everything they do. So I got to take a chance or, you know, later in the game, it's second and eight. They doing a, a nickel blitz and another guy off the edge and don't cover AJ Brown. Just run him down the field. If you watch my podcast, I, I show a few of these clips, but it was like calculated risk. They knew like, Hey, we kind of have a feel for what they like to do in this down at distance in this formation. And man, if they call these one or two plays, we're screwed. It's going to be a touchdown, but our studies and our calculations say they won't. So I'm going to call this insane run-stopping blitz and leave an A.J. Brown one-on-one or uncovered or whatever, and I just can't give Spags enough credit for for coming up with some of those gutsy game plans uh, calls that he had. I tell you, as a, as a former defensive player, guys that looked at the game plan like Nick, Nick Bolton and Willie Gay, they had to be going, oh, shit, right. is this going to be right. great? We are just going north and south. We are attacking. The safeties are filling in. We're going to fuck up their zone running. I mean, right. the Chiefs outrushed them. And then the, and then they have Kansas City uh, rush the way they did in the second half. And we all thought, well, are they doing this because Mahomes is limping? He wasn't limping around, but the Pacheco just was running like a madman. And, Chris, the thing to me – that was a, incredible. And this is, again, to Andy Reid's, I, I think, Hall of Fame, you know, part resume. The two touchdown passes on the motion in and back out was unreal because the play before both those plays, 
they ran to see what the Eagles were running. And, and I, you know, there's different names for different coverages. And, I, I you know, when I did Golik and Smitty, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to try and get in the weeds on this. But but the outside man slides down to the inside man, and the safety's going to follow the motion guy over the top. But then when he motions back, there's no one to cover him. And he's wide open, not once, but twice. So A, for Kansas City to do it twice, and B, for Philly to get nailed on it twice, that says something about both sides. No, no doubt. It was definitely it was it was one of my keys to the game on my podcast or pro football talk. It's one of the only weaknesses the Eagles had, in my my opinion. You know, and, and Golik's hitting on it precisely. You know, even the Pacheco run for the touchdown to start the third, it was motion, speed sweep across. The Eagles, because they're so aggressive and so good, they just try to squash everything. So if you got three receivers to the right, they got one defense called, and then you go to two, you know, motion a receiver. They want to kind of check or get into something different, like Goldick's talking about to squash it. But within that, you know, it's hard to communicate things and get everybody organized the right way. And I did a little social media thing two weeks ago during the week off between the Super Bowl, kind of explaining that to go. This is something that scares me a little bit for Philadelphia. And of course, if I saw it, you knew the Chiefs saw it. And uh, unbelievable game plan. I mean, and, you know, uh, the patience to run the ball. And also, you know, the other thing is the Mahomes effect. Uh, You know, that's the other thing here, too. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's bothered me a little this week that some people have tried to go, well, Jalen Hurts should have been the MVP or Jalen Hurts outperformed Mahomes. And I have, like, ultimate respect for what Jalen Hurts did. But, again, if we went position by position, other than quarterback and running back, we're taking just about every position on the Eagles football team. Yeah. I mean, every. It's yeah. an all-time offensive line. It's a duo of receivers that's maybe the best in football. It's an all-time defensive line. The Chiefs had to go outside the box and change the way they played to beat that team. And then, on top of this, you know, the, the Eagles, it's the number two defense in football. Uh, they had to – their whole game plan was one thing, stop Mahomes. I told you guys, they like to rush five. Yep. They were reluctant to rush five because they were the Mahomes factor, right? When they did rush five, it's one less guy in coverage. He found completions or he ran for the long run at the end of the game because they rushed five. There's one less guy there to be in the middle of the field maybe to tackle him. So I've got – my head is blown up a little bit this week just because um, I hear that and I want to go, wait, so wait. The guy who had one of the most monumental all-time flub turnovers unforced in the second quarter, mm-hmm. the guy who went in by 10 points at halftime with the better football team, yep. he's the guy that outplayed. Like, say that out loud and say if that makes sense to me. And again, I just think that's crazy. I just Chris, think that's crazy, Doc. Chris, let me yeah. explain that to you, and I think yeah. you probably know this. The bar is set so so high for Patrick Mahomes, mostly Maybe. because Patrick Mahomes right. put it there. We've never seen Hurts in that kind of game. We saw in national championship you. games, we saw him never in a Super Bowl, and people didn't know what to expect. And right. man, was he great! Yes, he had the big turnover. He needed to be perfect. He was nearly perfect, but I think he exceeded a lot of people's expectations. I, I, I think you're probably right. Go ahead, Mike. You're probably no, right. No, Go ahead, Mike. I, I think that's it right there. Is Mahomes? We expect 
300 some yards, four or five touchdowns. Here we got 182 and three touchdowns, but you can't look at all that. Jalen Hurts had already made himself his his money, right? Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy. Should have known. Jalen Hurts played extremely well. I mean, I think I know I did. I picked Philly to win this game, and they went in at 10 at halftime, up 10. And I thought, oh my God, they're just going to lean on him in the second half. Right. With that old line and all the run. The first series. All three running backs and the quarterback had rushes in the first drive, so I thought they're just going to lean on them. So kudos to Kansas City. Think about this. There were 72 plays for Philly and just 53 for Kansas City. And of that, I mean, you can't draw it up better. 27 passes and 26 runs. That means you've got the defense on their heels a little bit. I'm not sure. While it wasn't a ton of yards, but it was efficient and effective because – of the motion, you freeze a linebacker. Pacheco can bounce to the outside as a whole. Just what we talked about on the touchdown plays. So the efficiency out of their fifty-three plays is incredible. That incredible. that's the thing that stands out. Uh, agreed. Thir- Thirty-eight points on fifty-three plays. Yeah, it, it doesn't even make sense Nuts. against the yeah. Eagles. You're, you're you're right about that. There's no doubt. And and you know, I I think you know on on top of that, what he what what. Also, just to piggyback, I mean, you guys are right. It's probably the expectation level. It just it bothered me a little during the week. I felt like I get it. one people were disrespecting Patrick Mahomes, and two, I felt like wait, if Lamar Jackson played like that, or Aaron Rodgers, or Josh Allen, or Dak Prescott, and did that, they would have got shit on, even though it was a really good performance. Yes. So, what I guess I'm saying is, I wish we would all be that fair to everybody else. Yeah, but right. yeah. great game. He's he has got them by the balls, no doubt about it, because they play a style of football now and built the team to fit him. And, hey, he is the man there for a long time. But, yeah, there's two differences there to me. The Chiefs played a game to go all out to stop the running game. The Eagles played a game to go all out to stop Patrick Mahomes, basically. And that's why the run game was open. And to Mike's point, the stats, you can't look at it. It's the moments. It's the magnitude plays. The Chiefs in the second half won all those moments. And uh, also on top of that, Dim, I was going to say something else. Um, I something profound, too, hell- right? What's that? It was going to be something profound, too, and you forgot. Right, Probably not, but – uh, what was I going to say? All those play, uh, whatever. I'll come back to it. I've lost right, my train of thought. Yeah, yeah, you, you, and let's also remember. Wait, hold on, Mike. Mike, I want to cut you off for a second because yeah, Billy hasn't spoken in like 20 minutes. Billy, this is what it sounds like when the two of them have someone else to talk football yeah, with. This, because this is, it, <laughs> this is it. They have someone else that they trust. They can kind of like finish each other's sentences. They uh, don't want to talk to us, Billy. <laughs> I, oh, here's what? the thing. Wait, wait, last thing. And oh, you got it. Remembered, I bought him dime. That's what I do for you, Sims. Way to go. Teamwork right there. But no, but Mike's point, the stats too, the stats are misleading, and yes. the Chiefs offense didn't get to accumulate it because of the fumble and pickup. They lost the possession there. Right. And then the, the punt return. Yes. You know, that lost them another chance to get a 50, 60 yards worth of completions. So, you know, that's you can't forget about that. But the Chiefs are just the ultimate get it done. Like in a big moment, football team. There's, you know, it's it's just amazing what they did. I really am shocked. And, and Stu, you're right. I forgot you and Billy were even here. Well, yeah. we noticed, Mike. We noticed. We we're, noticed. We were, you haven't we're... looked at me in 20 minutes. I mean, Jesus. Before you guys came on, we were a little bit worried. Is this going to become a rivalry thing? Are things going to yeah. tense between the two of them? But Eagles, what's happening is Giants, the, right. 
There why why do you guys it. think we don't like each why, other? Why like, would it be Listen, Eagles, Giants, Sims, Golick. I mean, you know, some ego. I mean, a lot of stuff. If I played against Chris Sims, it would have been just another quarterback I didn't get to. So, I mean, listen, I got no – I mean, I hate quarterbacks just for the fact that they're protected so much in today's game. But, I mean – I hate them too for that. Wait, guys. I'm school. I don't see that shit. Chris, I want to ask both of you guys this because Mike was covering the game for Westwood One, so he was on the sidelines. How big of a deal should we be making about the field conditions? Because Mike told us before, right? Mike yeah. was telling us before the game that this was an issue. The players were talking about it before the game that they were slipping around on the field. It's a pretty big deal, no, Chris? Deal. Good job by Mike. I wish you know. Yes. Somebody else would have said that earlier. You know, it was it was shocking. It's just you don't want to see it in that kind of game. And that you know, with that that moment, it just it, it takes away from it. It's like a big injury to a, the star player on a team. You just go wait. Are both these teams at their best? And hey, listen, I would be lying. It, watching that film back, like I told you, it hurt the Eagles more than the Chiefs. Yes, it did. It did. The Eagles are the bigger, more explosive team. So that even even the playing field out for them, you know. And again, I don't want to sit here and say they would have won the game, but but at the same time, I definitely turned off the game film and went, man, I feel like the Eagles got f-ed over by the field more than the Chiefs did. And here's the downside of it: there the are two, father. Th- there, yeah. there are two stadiums that do the turf like this: Arizona and where the Super Bowl is next year. <laughs> In mm-hmm. Vegas. So let's hope they figure it out because they just slide the whole tray in. And as I said, when, when I talked to you guys and I said on Golik and Smeddy, you wonder, do the roots not set enough or deep enough? Right. Because, it, yeah, it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Chris, I was standing as he was warming up in pregame. I was two feet from him and he backpedaled and broke. And he kicked up a, dig, a divot any golfer would be proud of. And he walked back. He looked at me. I looked at him and he just went to a fill, uh, one of the uh, the, uh, the trainers or whatever and said, go get me another pair of cleats. And Jesus. guys were bitching and complaining on both sides the entire game. And listen, they both had to play with it, but I agree with you. I think it, it definitely hurt Philadelphia more. Yeah. We, di- yeah, we did some investigating, Chris and Mike, and found out that the Sod father actually worked for the Chiefs in their stadium for a long time. So do yeah. with that information what you want to do with that. I'm not saying there's think? anything that was untoward That's Golic's boy. But... Be careful. He loves yeah. the Sod father. But really? I happen to agree with you. I think they, the, I feel like the fix was in, Bill. See, that, that, that's why when I'm on with Chris and me, that's why we ignore you two. Just we, for that shit right there. we researched this, Mike. Do you, oh, do you yeah, I'm know sure that? you did. That, he, that, he did. This Mike, he does. He works for the Chiefs of the Royals. He, yeah, he has rings. No. I know he did. I know he did. I, it, listen, I got to talk to him after the game, and it was an awesome conversation for a 94-year-old oh. who was yeah, picking up trash yeah. on the sideline. It was yeah. stunning well, as he was up. roaming the sideline. But, uh, yeah, with his sod father shirt on, it was, was awesome. Was he sad? Did he know that he blew it in front of the world I, on his last I, game? I, or? I, 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 how, how much could he have to do? What What was he going to do to make it better? It's on a, They're growing grass on a tray i mean this is a guy who's 94 who first started working in the wilkesburg baseball minor league system at the age of 13 you think about what he's seen working on normal grass then working on a tray of grass that gets pushed into a stadium he had to be like 
Can you guys handle it, man? I don't know what the hell this shit is. <laughs> game pass, game pass them by though a little bit there, Mike. At the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. See, I'm not going down that road, Billy. It's a bad ending, it. Mike. Just not doing so it. You have to admit, it's if you're yeah. the sod father, you can't f up the last Super Bowl you're in. You know? He, yeah. You know what? He 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 is he is done the sod for all, all every single one of the Super Bowls. He can walk out with his head held eyes as far as yeah, that's right. And when you're 94, you get to that point where you just don't give a crap anymore. Exactly. Exactly. Chris, what do we do here with Mahomes? Like, we, like, what do we start doing oh. here? It's, it's two and five years, his first five years. He's made three, five AFC championship games. Uh, he's never not made the championship game, which is insane. Uh, Brady set the bar so ridiculously high that two and five years, he'd be in that conversation with Montana before Brady came along. But now Brady set it at seven. So where are you with Mahomes as, you know, one of the all-time greats here? Well, he's going to have some cracks at some more. I mean, you know, yeah. I'd be shocked if he's not at least in another two or three Super Bowls when it's all said and done. He's got an arm that's going to last the test of time, right? He'll, have, you yeah. know, won't be able to move the same way twelve years from now, but you know, he'll be able to do it a different way. I, I, I'll echo what I kind of told you two last week on Radio Row. I didn't think people last week were making a big enough deal about what we were seeing. It's insanity. Yeah, it's insanity, and. To add on top of that, you know, and I don't know how Mike feels about this, but this is kind of what I've been saying all week, and I'm not saying I'm right here. But he's played in three Super Bowls, and he's been on the lesser team, in my opinion, in all three Super Bowls and won two of them. Uh, that's another thing that I just am like a, a wow factor and needs to be put on the resume. It's arguably the greatest single season in the history of football, right? The things he accomplished, when you list it, those are things Brady and Manning accomplished in like 10 and 12 year spans. It's all the same year. Crazy. It's absolutely insane. I He was already a first ballot hall of famer. You know, now he's in the, yeah, he's in that all time. Great conversations with the, the Brady's, the Montana's, the, the Elway's, those kind of guys. He's in the special room of the hall of fame. Like Deion Sanders has talked about. And uh, it just, it's a, I, I'm a mind blown emoji for, for what I'm seeing with him. I was riding back from the Super Bowl with who else was on our broadcast, Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner. And we were talking about, we said, if for some reason Pat Mahomes said, you know what, I'm done playing right now, uh, <laughs> he walks into the Hall of Fame. Kurt Warner right. said, Kurt Warner said, if I'm in the Hall of Fame, this guy <laughs> walks into the Hall of Fame for what he's done. He said, Pat Mahomes accomplished all this and he's 27. Kurt said, my first start in the NFL, I was already older than Patrick Mahomes. He right. said, it's absurd what he's doing. So now it's just a matter of, this is this is podcast and, and radio talk show host fodder now of how far he's going to go, what are his stats going to be, and blah, blah, blah. And we just have to wait over time to see where all that goes. Definitely, definitely. And, and one thing to also piggyback off that, just, you know, again, to emphasize this, we haven't seen a dynasty or a run like this in, in this way. One, it's different because it's not like New England or Pittsburgh back in the 70s. It's a little more like the Cowboys where it's just like, we get it done and play and have fun and, you know, talk shit and whatever. But from the get-go, it's been on his shoulders. And I just I can't overemphasize the importance of that. Point, Nobody has done that where it's just been day one, 50 touchdowns, 5000 yards. No big deal. We're going to run the team through you like we did. We put a stat on the board today at PFT because 
you know, at the age of 27, the only thing, you know, between Brady and Mahomes is, of course, Brady has one more Super Bowl win, right? He had three Super Bowl wins. But in those playoff runs, in those three Super Bowl wins, Brady had 11 touchdowns and three interceptions. Patrick Mahomes and his playoff runs has 35 and seven interceptions. So that just tells you, you know, again, it's all on him. And I think that's what's even more amazing about it. It's really such a great point because Brady played so f***ing long that people may have missed the beginning of his career but saw the right. end. The beginning was a lot different. He was a game manager. Exactly. Right. They ran the yeah. ball. They played defense. And he yeah. was clutch as hell. But it wasn't like. Right. Like the Brady, like you're saying, Stu guys said, yeah, we've seen the last 10 years where they were right. like, let's just get in the shotgun and he'll just tear them apart. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's how Mahomes hit the ground running. And I just, I can't say enough about that. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, on Button Podcast, Football Night in America. Chris, get you out here in two seconds. Derek Carr, you expect him to go where? Where are you thinking? What's the best fit, I guess? I think the one I, I keep coming back, I, I can see New Orleans, certainly, because I think New Orleans probably views itself like, hey, we're not out of the playoff window here. We still got a good D, got a pretty good old line. You know, they're aging a little bit in some spots. That's scary. Uh, the Jets are the other one that I, I, you know, those are two teams that run a similar system that he came from in Gruden. You know, and the Jets, I look at that just to go, they're ready. And I don't, I don't know. In my heart of hearts, I don't think Aaron Rodgers and the Jets is going to happen. Okay. And I would think the next place you look at it, if you're Derek Carr or the Jets, is is each other. I think Derek Carr could kind of grow with that group. It's a young offensive unit, and he's going to look at it and go, "Damn, they're ready right now. Let's do this." Uh, I, I would look at it that way. I think it's so. I think we have such a problem saying, "Stu, sorry," that the Jets. For anything, because we can't just fathom that they could actually put it together. And I completely <laughs> agree Thanks, with Chris buddy. that I don't think Aaron's going there and let Derek Carr go there. You got a star in Brees I Hall who it. I loved in, in college and the before he got hurt. He was on his way possibly to offensive rookie of the year. You got Garrett Wilson with what he's doing at wide receiver. Then in the draft, do you grab another wide receiver? Do you grab an old lineman because Mekhi Becton is, is not really worked out for you? So where do you go there? I think they gave up. 42 sacks on the year, but a lot of that might have been Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know, sure. Holding on to the ball before he got, you know, tackled. But this is it. And they have an excellent defense. Yeah. This is, a, I mean, your, your offensive and defensive rookie of the year were with the Jets. The Jets' defense as well. They're ready to go. Give them a quarterback. I'll take it. We're going to end up with Ryan Tannehill, though. That's what's going to happen. Oh, <laughs> and that wouldn't yeah. be bad either, by the You'll way. You'll be okay. You'll right. be okay. That wouldn't be Ryan bad Tannehill. either. Right. You'll right. be good. He's, one, to me, one of the more underrated quarterbacks in football over the last few years. He'll, he'll show some people. He can lead that team. You've told me. Yeah, you've told me that. Listen, I'd be fine with any of them, uh, to be quite honest with you. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers, I guess it's day two of darkness or night two or whatever the hell it is. You're not doing. an insider. You don't know that. You don't know shit about his inner circle. You don't know. <laughs> You're right. I know. As, as I said, <laughs> lashing four, out at it. it was weird. It, I mean, it would be four days of good sleep. That's all I would get out of it. I wouldn't be enlightened. I'd, right. be, I'd get four days of good sleep and I'd be and starving on one meal a day. So that would be it. Wait, but Chris, yeah. you, it seems like you expect – well, what do, you, what do you expect? Is it Packers or retirement? Yeah, yeah. That's what okay. I expect. Right. I, I think at the end of the day, I just – I don't see him making the move to New York, having to reestablish his kingdom there, 
deal right. with the New York media all over his butt for everything he does. I mean, what do you think the New York media is going to do the day after he says some of the stuff he says on McAfee? Oh, like, him up. Yeah. Th- this ain't Green Bay where they're like part of the team and they'll be like, well, we won't ask him about some of this stuff. I mean, in New York, WFAN and all that, you know how it's going to work. Everybody's going to be calling, asking about that, and the beat writer's going to feel inclined to have to ask about it too. It just, just see it. Green Bay retires the way I look at it. Too the, the only difference with the New York media is they won't understand a lot of the shitty smoking or the, the four day enlightening thing in the darkness. They're going to be like, what the hell? That's kind of West Coast stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're yeah, going to be yeah, like, yeah, Play what football, Aaron. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. It's the uh, it's like the founding fathers of God bless football. We were nervous about it. We brought you together. Listen, I wanted to say this. I'm not certain if Billy wants to say anything. Uh, thanks to both of you for the last, not just this season, the last two seasons. Uh, and Billy and I love you, even though we break your balls at every f- turn. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you're It's great to do this. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, man, I don't know why you were nervous again, but me and my goal, like God, you got said you have a monster. We always say hi to each other. I saw your son <laughs> yeah. this week out there. I got, I, I mean, talking football with, I grew up with Golick and greeny. I mean, right. yeah. that was like, that's Plus, what I listened to when I was why, growing up. So why would, I'm, I'm why would he, why would he not like me? I was never a threat to hurt his father. We had a weird feeling. Like, well, Billy and I didn't know who we were going to piss off more and fights yeah. would break out. Oh, you yeah. piss off everybody, so it don't matter. Yeah. Uh, no, if anybody's going to piss anybody off, it's probably going to be Billy pissing that's me true. off around here. Yeah, right? that's true. Wait, that's you seem to get along. Oh, with Billy Radio Row, I got to be honest. Like Billy, no, was, I, I do. I get a play it's nice. A yeah. it's, it's it's a love and bust his balls relationship yeah. because I mean, how could you not like what this guy is doing with his window set now? Look how professionally he's coming. Jeez. Look at this. He got a shelf with a I noticed and a basketball. I, I noticed you're not giving Mike Golick shit about sitting in front of a couple pillows, Chris. Well, Golick probably got a life and doing things and on the yeah. move and going places. You don't have one. You have no excuse. He's going right? to play golf right. after he's done. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great poll. I'm ready to go play golf. I don't know what the Billy's going to go do right now. Is that a G for Golic behind you, Billy? What is yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Way to suck up, Billy. Thanks. Yeah. But listen, Mike, when it's just Sims, he puts the Sims jersey up there, just so you know. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. He, that, that's a man that knows how to read the room. There it is. That's what it is. He knows how to read the room. <laughs> All right. Both of you get out of here. Chris, right. we appreciate it. Uh, again, PFT with Mike Florio, uh, the Unbuttoned Podcast. Chris, you want to promote anything on the way out? Football no, Night in America? You, you, you got it all. You hit it all, big guy. At have C-Sims fun in Chicago. QB. Have fun watching your daughter play some lacrosse. Yeah, Thank you, buddy. Yes, enjoy Appreciate that. it. And don't but, yell from the sidelines. I will. Yeah, Mike, don't be that asshole dad, okay? Shut up. You don't know more than the coach. Shut up. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone, gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me, you bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus best expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, what up? There's the MVP. The MVP, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> a Nickelodeon blimp growing up, I don't, I don't know if you experienced it differently. Like, as a kid growing up, a Nickelodeon, like, blimp award seemed like one of the coolest awards that you could win. And so, and getting slimed also seemed like it would be cool, but it looked like maybe it wasn't as pleasant as you dreamed right. as a child. I remember that back in the day. Like, yeah, they used to have big buckets of slime and you go slime people. Now yeah. that slime is like, uh, as an adult, it's like, yeah, uh, it's not as cool. <laughs> slime sucks as an adult. Just say it. Well, and because the shows that are like really relevant on Nickelodeon, you're probably not watching in your adult life. Right. So, That's Nickelodeon. I don't like, look, all respect to Nickelodeon. You won a Nickelodeon award. Nickelodeon growing up for me was a lot different than Nickelodeon seems to be now. Like Nickelodeon back in the day was like game shows and like Double Dare and what would you do and like things where you could win prizes and have fun. Now it's like it seems like it's a lot of like cartoons more or less, right? I mean, it was cart. It was I don't know. Well, you're 27, right? Me? No, I'm old, man. No, I'm that's 35. me. That's 27. Yeah, also. Stugatz is 27. Oh yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad. <laughs> So you grew up with like SpongeBob and stuff like that, then? Exactly. Oh, look! It's right behind you. I see the Nickelodeon award there behind it is. you. Wait, what? Oh, we gotta check it out, man. What an honor! I mean, it's in the trophy case, Bill. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh man, that thing it's adjacent is to the trophy. Dazzle like that is. Right. Look at that. Wow. That's amazing. What yes. do you see? What do you see when you look through it? That's like as a normal person. That's always been a wonder of mine. You see Austin Eckler. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You just see a bunch of random lights. It's like a kaleidoscope or something. Yeah, exactly. Look at that thing. Boom. Wow. You should figure out a way to like, I don't know, wear that during a game. That, what does that <laughs> even mean? Come out of the tunnel. Uh, just the vision game. part of it. <laughs> wow, Austin's so. version of the turnover chain. Right. Giant right. Nickelodeon award. Right. Let's Wait, did, you do, did you do the actual sliming already? Like, is it, have you done it? So I got slimed during the season. Right. And then um, they wanted to slime me again. I said, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> Is it that bad? <laughs> no, it's just it's just unnecessary. Like, they wanted to come to my house and dump slime on me. And I was just like, it, it wasn't in the moment, right? Like, when I got slimed during the season, like, it was unexpected. My teammates were around me. So it was like someone could help me, like, hype me up. Like, oh, I like, get excited. Yeah, it's like if Andy Reid, like a week later, they're like, Andy Reid, can we pour Gatorade on your head at your house? You'd be like, no, probably not. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. there's no energy. Like, you're just going to be like, oh, it wasn't going to be a surprise. Like, so I was like, yeah, let's just let's just hold off on that one. Such mm-hmm. a great point, Billy. You have to be in the moment for the Gatorade and the slime, right? Like, the Gatorade sure. a week later sucks. Andy's like, get the hell away from me, you know? <laughs> By the way, do any of you bet on the color of the Gatorade for the Super Bowl? Uh, I did. Well, you know what? I did bet. Well, I bet on the coin toss. Austin, every time a a coin was tossed, a field goal was kicked, a ball was carried, a yard was gained, a sack was made. I either won or lost money. So, Mm. um, so is the coin toss a straight up 50 50? 
Yeah, I took uh, I took heads. Is there uh is there like There's a tails. do you get paid out straight up one to one or is there like a cut that's taken out of your? So it was uh, minus one hundred five for heads, minus one hundred five for tails, and the second it happens, you get pitched. You know, they either take your money, <laughs> they either take your money, or they give you money. Um, right. Cool. They either keep your money, or they get, or they give you money. Yeah, well, they kept my what, money. What Why did you did bet you on the pick? color of uh, of Gatorade? It was tails, Mike. I, I did not. The strangest bet I won actually. You'll appreciate this. I bet that there would be a doink during the game. Oh wow! Mm, and I got that on the field goal. I got that. Yep. Who loved Bucker more than what you? What are the odds to that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus plus three thousand. Oh wow! Plus Why 3, did 000. you bet anything? I can't bet anything. Yeah, just be, if, if you did, be very careful. Yeah. Well, why were you asking about the game? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't bet anything because I saw a video um, about like people. Wanting to see the Gatorade, and they didn't see the actual splashing of the Gatorade. They just saw that Andy Reid was drenched in Gatorade. So I saw I saw that video, and then I saw another video of people that were in the stadium in the front row when they were preparing the Gatorade, and they like put it out and they put "Bet Purple Gatorade," like "Bet on Purple Gatorade," because they saw them making it. Oh, and shit. in my head, I'm like, man, if you're at the game and you're watching them do this, like you should put in whatever you can on that because you know the answer to this and no one has this access there's many gatorade jugs though that's true purple there's also two teams yeah 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 purple not not a great gatorade i don't know if you have a partnership with gatorade (laughs) at all austin purple's not my favorite gatorade no come on why what's your favorite austin i'm i'm a classic guy myself frost Frost. is that the blue one or wait or do you like the white one the white frost Frost is is good Oh no! Maybe it's not frost. The glacial, glacial frost, like freeze know, or whatever blue. it's called. Whatever the light freeze. blue was. It's like a light yeah. blue. It's like a light yeah. blue. I've been, yeah, I, I stopped drinking Gatorade years back. Just so much sugar in there. Um, right. But man, yeah, that used to be my favorite. I uh, I can tell you, I lost the Gatorade bet. I didn't win much on Super Bowl Sunday. I, I lost the Gatorade bet as well because I had red. I had you red. Came out Gatorade. in the red or in the green. I had red. No, on, on your bet. No, in, in the red overall, the overall, did you come out oh, red? Oh, I was in the red. No, no, no. I had the Eagles. It was a bad day. Uh, <laughs> should have taken that doink. <laughs> I should have taken the doink, Mikey. I am so jealous. I'm so Wait, jealous. how was Rihanna, Austin? We were talking to you before, and you said you guys were excited to see Rihanna. Yeah, I thought Rihanna was solid. Uh, I, I was surprised it was only her. I, th- I was like, okay, who else is going to be there? Um, and it was nobody. It wasn't I think there was even a bet on that. Yeah. They literally let you bet on anything. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, we thought you, it was solid. You didn't go to the game. Were you at the game? Yeah, I was at the game. Right. So you thought Rihanna was solid. Were you crap. worried for her? She was so high up there. I was terrified for her. Uh, they were strapped in. They'd be all right. Um, but <laughs> I, I took my lady with me, and she usually goes with my mother, and she's like, you're boring like compared to your mom. like <laughs> Usually I'm just playing, right? So I'm focused on the game, and now I don't have anyone to cheer for, and you guys at least have someone to cheer for. Um, so I guess I'm not a good uh, you know, host to take you to the game. Uh, Wait, what was mom doing? Mom was tearing it up or what? I guess mom you know, gets some uh, some you know, courage flowing and is jumping around, singing, hooping and hollering, high fives, you know, <laughs> swinging towel above the head. Like, I wasn't having any of that. <laughs> was she embarrassing you? I mean, she wasn't there. It was just me and me and my lady. Um, okay. But she was Mel was saying when she goes with my mom that it's, it's a lot more entertaining of a game. 
So she's done with Super Bowls with Austin. She's only watching with mom now. I'm just sitting here just like, oh, yeah, no watching the game. Don't really care who wins. So I got a bunch of Eagles fans around me high-fiving. I'm not high-fiving any of them. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) What was your favorite part of Super Bowl week? We love seeing you out there, man. It was great. Yeah. What was your favorite part? part? Was it seeing Billy? Um, I mean, I would say so as far as like it's the collective in it. It's a collective. My favorite part was Radio Row because I just I love to talk and I love to get on the shows and talk about different things. Um, and so that was obviously a part of it. Not necessarily particularly Billy, um, but you know, it made the experience what it was. So you had kind of like a cool experience where you had both sides of it, right? Because you were going around and you were doing interviews, you were doing hits and stuff like that. But then you were also doing your show from there, so you had people coming up to you to do interviews where you were conducting them. Right. Like, how was that experience of having it on both sides? It's it's busy, very busy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and plus, in between going walking to shows, people are trying to get you to do yeah. their show real quick. You know. Um, but but you hate yeah, when people do that, Stu. Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, what? Like, you know, like I gotta go. Um, so it's a lot. It's a lot of right. Everyone trying to pull everyone in all directions. We only have a certain amount of time in the day, but um, being able to you know go up there, give interviews, have some energy. Um, you know, I know how it is as a player. You kind of just some of these guys are going through the motions, um, but I like to bring a little, like I said, a little spark to it to make it interesting for everyone. You uh, you walked up on our uh, DraftKings stage. We thought you were going to stick around for you know. A half hour. We had listen. We had plenty of time with you. It was great. I thought Billy. I figured he was going to stick around for a bit. He but then he bailed busy. on us for Justin Fields. No, <laughs> I, I think he was about to. Do, he was about to do his show. Right. He was going and doing prep, but then he came over very nice. Came up, said hello to us. Like took some time out while he's doing prep to interview people. I thought it was very nice, very polite of you was, to come do. And of course, you guys like, I thought, why are you leaving so soon? He's like, he has work to do. He's yeah, doing his own my show. Stage. My stage was like right next to yours too. Yeah, right. right you guys had yeah. the big one, yeah, with DraftKings. I'm over here, in my little you know makeshift booth that we put up together, <laughs> um, you know, in the morning. So, but um, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Billy, he walked up there casually. Like I thought he was coming to sit down with us for a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I'm not upset with him. Like, it was like I'd leave us too for Justin before. Fields. I mean. Oh. I was giving you guys crap because we were at a little table, and that's yeah. why I did my interview. And then right. you guys had this giant stage, and I was like, "Wait a minute, you're right." What you, the know heck? Heck? <laughs> you're right. you know what, though, Austin, you were not going to believe this. I liked the little table more than the big stage. It was a lot more intimate. It felt a lot more casual. When you're on the big stage, you had like three cameras, a bunch of like technical people, and all this stuff. There's a bunch of lights. Our little table is almost like we were like this forgotten little corner, and I felt like people were more comfortable there because you couldn't really see the people when you're on the stage. It's just all hey, eyes are on you. Billy, welcome to the big time, man. That's that's what it that's what it takes, yeah. man. You're gonna have to get adjusted. You know, exactly. you graduating here. So you know, right. it, nah, it is what it I, is. I feel like you would have been more comfortable. I felt like you know Steve Levy was comfortable. Who else did we talk to? I felt like Jamar Chase was more comfortable. No, Billy, the people who were uncomfortable more... were me and you. The guests are fine anywhere. It was you and I that were. I was <laughs> I was perfectly fine on the big stage. You liked the big stage, Billy. Come on, knock it. No, up. it comes I, with the success, my friend. Yes, yes. aesthetically, I like it. Thank I feel you. like people are a little more laid back and looser on the little stage. If that makes more that. sense, you know what I mean? Like because they let their guard down a little bit. Not that we're trying to get anyone in trouble or anything, but like we can get like more fun experience on the little table than on the big stage i I would agree that's fair billy (laughs) that's very fair billy was taller than you expected like when you saw billy what were uh what's the guy i was smaller than you expected i think i would assume right 
So, I mean, I'm around a bunch of six, five people all day, you know, yeah. in my profession. So everyone is taller to me right. in general. So when I see someone that's like my height or shorter, it's like, ah, one of us, one of us, you know, it's like, you know, you know, there's some sort of people out here doing some good things too. <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> we hold so it wait, down, man. We yeah. hold it down for sure. Uh, Billy, well, Billy, you tell the story because I, I want to see – would you be surprised if Miles Garrett, okay, which this actually happened, all right? Miles Garrett picked Billy up like, I don't know, he weighed five pounds, threw him up on his shoulder, and walked around with him for five minutes. Is that, <laughs> is that surprising? I, see, guys, I think you forget that, like, Austin is dealing with players the size of Miles Garrett every day. So, like, yeah. none of this is surprising to him. Like, these feats of strength, the size of some of the players, like, he just deals with it all the time. No, but Billy, what surprised me in Austin, and that's a fair point, Billy, but it surprised both me and Levitard. And what surprised me is that Miles Garrett could pick Austin Eckler up and just throw him over his shoulder and walk around Radio Row. That's surprising to me. No? That's right. He could try, but guess what? I'm pretty fast. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't have to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the strongest guy you've played football with or against? Ooh, I mean. It's so it's so different because strength is is different for different positions. I feel like D line, right? I'm talking defense. D line, I feel like it's just like okay, these guys are strong and just heavy and just have mass. Um, but like linebackers, right? I think it's um, like how good of a tackler you are, like what angles you hit, um, and what's the what's the guy from from Sanford or not France, San Fran, San um, Fran from the um, Chiefs. Um, I think he's number Chris 52, their, their linebacker. I forgot his name, but he's he's like my height, like 5'8", and he's fast, athletic, and fits people. And so I remember one time we went shoulder to shoulder, and literally my feet are like off the ground, and I'm like running in midair, and he's able to plant me back. Um, and I was like, man, like the lower body strength on this guy, right, um, is incredible. Um, and But I'm like, to, I don't I'm know, I guess to I'll see like, right like the D-line Nick strength. Bolton or Willie Gay? Oh, yeah, Nick Bolton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah Nick Bolton. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the squatty bodies. <laughs> What'd you make of the game, man? I thought it was great. It was a great yeah. entertaining game. That was back and forth, right? Had some drama in there with, like, some turnovers, um, some missed field goals, but, you know, some big plays on both sides. And so, for me, I'm like, that's that's what I'm coming here to see. I really don't care. I just want to see a close game. As a competitive player and a running back, how hard would it be for you to slide at the one yard line and not go in? Like knowing the circumstance, Oof. knowing you're basically going to seal the game by doing so. But like as a competitor in the Super Bowl, it has to be hard to like remove yourself from the moment and no, take that. Knee not away. even, not even because really? it's in the Super Bowl. Like, hey, we get this, we win. You know, we kick a field goal, win the game. And so it's like, man, like, no, no chance. Like you, you, we talk about that play, that scenario every single week. I'm sure they do as well. It's like, Hey, there's this weird scenario where it's, we call it no Moss where the defense wants you to score. So they get a chance to get their ball back to the offense. Um, and we're not trying to score because we're trying to have the ball to the very end or at least take as much time off the clock as we can. And so it's something we practice. And especially for the Super Bowl, um, I actually had an example of that, which my example was of what not to do. <laughs> You fell in, right? <laughs> um, so, no, I didn't fall in. Um, but we were playing the Browns, and there was like, I don't know, 50-something seconds left. And, you know, I we're like, hey, no moss, no moss. Like, don't score. And so I get this little up-the-middle run. I'm supposed to go down. 
Um, the defense is trying to let me score. And I'm, I feel that I'm like trying to get too cute with it. I'm like Rick trying to waste more time. Right. I'm just like standing there. And all of a sudden the edges that were rushing up the field, come around and pick me up and throw me throw into you the in. end zone. <laughs> and my coach, it was miles Garrett. Like, it was miles Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> yeah. Miles Garrett. There he was. But they threw me in the end zone. And I, I felt so bad. Um, cause our defense had to go out there and defend now with like a minute left and we're over here sweating like oh shoot um so yeah that's that's a scenario we go over though wait so the eagles should have done that now that i'm thinking about it they should have thrown him into the end zone right yes Yes. go pick him up don't let him go down and Ah. run him into the end zone yes (laughs) that would have been great wait so you you guys actively practice that play at work so you you kind of knew it was coming you're like yeah they're gonna take a knee here that's the right thing to do we don't practice it, but we just talk about it. There's so okay. many scenarios that we can't practice because we need to practice the main ones. Um, right. It's like like end of game is something that we very rarely practice. Like Hail Mary, we're not going out there and practice bombing it up and everyone like hitting it down or trying to catch it. We're just right. like, hey, this is how we line up. All right, we're good. Because um, it's so rare that those, those scenarios come up. So it's more so just, uh, hey, if this comes up, this is what we're going to do and we'll just you can go out there and improvise. So. So it's a philosophical talk, like, hey, this exactly. is what happens. Don't do what Austin did. <laughs> hey, sometimes lessons are better learned the hard way. <laughs> yeah, but as a fan, because you're at the game, like, didn't you feel stripped of the moment where, hey, I want to see Jalen Hurts try to drive down the field and see if he can For win sure, it and but get the game overtime? For sure, but as a Kansas City Chief fan, you feel the opposite. You're like, we got it, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Unless yeah. Bucker doinks another one for Mikey A. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Two points, that's got to be, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting oh, tired sorry. of the Chiefs. I don't know about you, Austin, but I'm a little tired of this team. Huh? Huh? What do you think? I mean, we need that. We need that for sports. Like, we always need that team that's like, everyone's like, ah, we got to beat this team, right? It used to be the Patriots for so long. Now it's kind of shifting as Tom's kind of moved on. And so now it looks like it's going to be the Chiefs here for a little bit. Like, you need that in sports because it's like everyone's chasing that person, right? And there's always going to be that because, you know, we as humans have these jealousies and, and we envy, right? We're like, we want to be that. We want our club to be there or our people to be there. Um, and when we see the same people over and over, like, ah, I'm tired of them doing it. Like, and so uh, it's, it's a part of it. It's part of it. It's in every single, every single sport and even professions that you have, where it's like people, you know, that you're trying to, you know, aspire to get past or, you know, to beat, you know, if they're in your spot, like you feel like, oh, like a, a feeling inside. Uh, what do you make of the shift here? And I think your coach has a big, uh, your head coach, Coach has a has a big part in this where coaches just are unafraid. It doesn't matter the situation, the game, where they are in the field. They want to go for it on fourth down. Sirianni is certainly one of those guys, man. Yeah, shoot, we already know what they're going to do. They're running it up the middle, right? They're right. You know, <laughs> this student body up the middle, QB sneak, everybody go forward, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, the statistics tell you that you should be able to pick up the yard. It's like, I don't know, like 60, 70%, especially if it's like third or fourth and one that you're going to get it. Um, and so it's like, yeah, go. Like, I mean, what are we, what are we doing here? We're, we're punting when it's like you're probably going to pick it up, especially if you have field position where you're like, you know, around midfield or maybe uh, just a little bit in the plus territory. I'm with it. Let's do it. Should the hold have been called? Um, I feel like it depends on how the game has been called so far, which, I mean, I feel like there was rarely any penalties uh, yep. in that entire game. Yeah. And that couldn't have been the only hold in the entire game. So, you know, it's one of those gray areas where I could have seen it 
been called. I it obviously was called, but I could have seen it maybe been able to slide because it was so close to the line of scrimmage as well, where it's like, because within five yards, you can put hands on them. You always can't hold, but you can put hands on them. And so that hand fighting, I think, is stuff we see all the time. So it was gray. It was gray for sure. What's the uh, what's the offseason looking like for Austin Eckler? Is it more about getting ready for next season? Is it more about your business stuff away from the field? What's the offseason looking like for you? I, I know yes. we're, we're going to try to do some stuff for the draft, but what's what's the priority for you this offseason? Both, both. So I'm actually yeah. starting a series. If you guys want to tag along and maybe um, you know try it out, it's called Pete My Peak Physique Series. Huh. Mm. Huh. Yes, yes. This is our so combine maybe- that we're going to do with you. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to be uh, doing some doing some testing, the Eckler version of testing. Uh, we we're not doing two fifteen rep tests; it's the three fifteen rep test, uh, four hundred five squat. Like, yeah, we 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 bump it up a little bit, um, just you know, because you got to make it a little enter- entertaining. And uh, I love to work out, so it fit perfectly. And then uh, I'll be just you know doing some content as far as my workouts throughout the rest of the off season, and then. That's what's up, Billy? No, I, right. no, 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 no. This is great. He now knows Billy. He saw Billy. He saw the face. That's no, the face. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always following face. that face. On Thank you for seeing it. I'm just okay, taking it ahead. in. I'm just. How, how many hours a day do you work out? Not, not more than I get. Well, I don't know what normal is. I would say my workouts when I go will be four days a week, um, and we'll get an hour and a half in. Right. And so it's like nothing crazy. To me, anyway. Yeah, but your your hour and a half workouts are like very different, probably than like Stu Gatz, Mike, or myself at like an LA fitness oh, yeah, yeah, for an yeah. hour and a half, where it's like we're walking to get water. <laughs> I'm let's trying take to figure out how anything works. Right. Yeah. Well, in, in my workouts, I'm really, right getting, song. I'm really getting broken down physically and mentally. Like, there's a mental yeah. aspect to my workouts where it's like you got to push through some stuff, or you're gonna like go pass out in the corner type of thing. Yeah. My my is broken down mentally though but more so like oh my god you're so pathetic from where you used to be like this is so sad and then it's like where the hell is the pin i can't even use this machine <laughs> oh man okay yeah so well obviously we have different professions as well so you know i have to go not get carried around the field by miles garrett so um, that's why i have to work out the way i do he yeah. just throws you in the end zone <laughs> yeah yeah let's, let's try to avoid that now so i can Wait, work out what, and get stronger and faster when you get picked up and tossed into the end zone like what like you have to look at yourself and be like, what the, what is that? Like, well, how do you, I, how I do you change feel it. that? I started to feel it. So I'm like trying to go down and I'm like trying to like back up and I'm like moving forward. I'm like, no, like trying to go the other way. Um, yeah, it was a sense of helplessness. There's nothing because you can't do anything. It's not like you, nah. well, I'm just going to gain 50 pounds and no one can do that again. Like you can't do nah. that. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how strong you are. If someone has more mass than you, it's going to be harder for you to move them or get around them. Right. Or try to do anything to them where it comes to you trying to move, move them. Right. They can just lean on you. Right. Yeah. You know, so it kind of counterbalances some strength, even though you might be stronger than them. I might be able to bench more than them, but they have a hundred pounds on me. So if they lean on me and get their arms on me, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> uh, Billy, I'm watching it right now on video. You got to go watch it. I mean, the whole team just scooped him up and threw him in yeah. there, man. Yeah, there was no chance I was getting out of that. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. Yeah. I mean, wait, did the Browns come back and score there? No, but they were moving the ball in two minutes, and it was, um, yeah, it was close. That that game was crazy. I think I scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone in that yeah. one game. 
And it it's turned into a shootout. It was just us scoring, them scoring, us scoring, them scoring. And we finally ended with the ball. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching it now because it was 42-41. You're right. It was a shootout. Yeah, and I love that you're dancing around to the five. And the yeah. Browns are like, stop dancing. You're going into the end yeah. zone. And you look right. so defeated in the end zone. Like the saddest anyone's like, ever been like, to score a touchdown. <laughs> Everyone, no one's high-fiving me. Someone like hits me on the head. I'm just like, ah, oh, no, yeah. That was Come a on. Cleveland Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, way to go, Austin. <laughs> I know, I know. The worst touchdown to ever score. Oh, God. It, it was okay because we won the game, but um, yeah, right. it was it was not good at the moment. Listen, it, it all turned out it all turned out well for you in the end. You got another tutty, you won the game, you padded your stats. All good, man. Yeah, the, the fantasy fans were excited. Let's just say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh so what else business-wise uh, here in the offseason besides the yeah, combine so- and everything else? So um, we're building the weight room um, through my foundation for awesome. uh, uh, Long Beach Poly High School. So that one's underway right now. We just got the floor put in. And so I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, we've been we've been raising money for that. We, we have it all funded. Um, so I'm really, really excited for that one to continue to go through. And then we'll continue to find more projects to do. And then uh, the app experience has been popping off. I actually just got some new custom posters that I've been putting on there um, that have been Sweet. doing pretty well. Um, so really now we're actually officially in our recruiting mode. So we're bringing other people on. So we're starting to onboard other, what we call talent, right? These influential people. Um, so that's, that's really exciting for us as well. And then it's really content, the businesses working out, um, hanging out with the lady, um, and then putting that all together. And that pretty much makes up the bulk of my off season. Um, so it keeps me active for sure. How's the body feeling right now? Body feels okay. Um, still feeling, still feeling the season a little bit. It's really my my joints. Right. Um, maybe that's just me getting older, but um, you know, just a little bit, a little bit of time here, and just you know, some smart um, planning of my off season programming with more mobility stuff like that. And then uh, be good to go for for this year. Austin, so what's your hope here? Because we are going to do some stuff, hopefully live from the NFL draft here. And I think you would be such a great mentor to a lot of these kids coming out of college, going into the NFL. Uh, Is that something you're looking to do, striving to do, be a mentor to some of these guys coming out of college? Um, Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's not so much of a a mentor, but more so of just a perspective of a guy that's really grown – you know, my role from being undrafted to um, being around guys that are drafted to making my spot secure on the team to growing into a starting role and just kind of sharing what I used along my journey, you're right, to really solidify myself and continue to progress in my career. Um, and just give them that message, right? Give them that message. I'm not sure if they, you know, will connect to me personally, but I think the messaging is something that they can actually like get some value from. Um, so in that, in that way, I think I could be uh, influential for these guys and just give them some perspective. Um, is really when it comes to getting in the NFL and staying around, you need to have the physical attributes. But if you're drafted, you're definitely, you know, you definitely have those. But it, it really is. It's right here. It's how you are able to commit, how much you commit and how much you're willing to set aside all the short term stuff to focus on getting yourself solidified in the role, building the trust of the organization and actually going out there and being able to consistently produce um, at, a, at a high level. And so. 
It really is the mental part, the mental part, because the physical part, yeah, we all run fast, jump high, do all that. Um, you know, if you, if you can't do that, then, well, you're going to get weeded out anyway, but most of these guys can. So it comes down to this and all the rookies that come in every single year, I see it. They think they have it. They think they have it, but they just like doing the bare minimum and the bare minimum gets a lot of these guys cut, right? You're going to get cut because you're competing against me. Who's been playing for six years now. And you, it's going to be really hard for you to take my spot. Um, and if you're, if you're only coming in doing the bare minimum, you're, there's no, you have no chance, no chance of even sharing any of my, of my workload. And so just really bringing that mindset to these guys is what I would love to do. And now also I want to hear their story too. I want them to have a platform to kind of share where they've come from, how they've been able to build themselves up to here and then kind of transition where I can help them and get them ready, hopefully mentally for the, for the, the league. Billy, I have been thinking about this. Uh, we hope that Austin's in the game next year, but uh, you know the the Super Bowl is in Vegas, and and Austin has a home in Vegas. And rather than deal with Radio Row again, I think uh, maybe we set up shop at Austin's house. What do you think, though? <laughs> yeah, you know, Seems like a bit of an ask. Back, you know, yeah. I got room for a table right here. Right here. <laughs> By the way, I'm in Chicago right now, and there's a snowstorm. I have no idea what to do. You're from Colorado. Like, what does one do in the snow? What'd you do? Well, it depends. If if you have some free time, we had horses. So we used to like, you know, have you ever been like on a boat and you like, you know, have like a tube behind? We like yeah. put a tube behind the horse and we go ride around the field sometimes. Wow. Um, we go build like we had these like big snow drifts on like our um, windbreakers that we had for our animals. And right. we go build like like little igloos inside of them. Um, we build like little like snow forts. My little brother and I used to, you know, snowball fight each other. Um We'd be tra- shoveling snow out with the tractors, stuff like that, um, or staying inside. Right. You, know? you make you, listen. You make it seem so enjoyable. You really do. I mean, uh, you put rocks in those snowballs, didn't you? Uh no, no. Uh, They're already pretty much you know ice. Why? I, I, I don't know. Why would he, he does, do what that? You got going on, man. Because everyone does. Mikey A knows. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Don't bring oh, me you're in such on this. A liar. Absolutely <laughs> not. Do not they bring me in further. on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm That's like Justin brutal. Herbert. If there's a rock in my snowball. <laughs> Oh, All right, I'm going to go uh, get pulled around by a horse right now, okay? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds terrible. All right, uh, hey, man, we appreciate it. We will uh, promote the app one more time or whatever you want to promote on the way out here. Yeah, um, I guess it really just comes back to experience. Um, it's, it's E-K-S-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. That, so it's like ek, experience. And really it's... It's an opportunity. I've been doing a bunch of different uh, personalized videos and video chats. We also have other people that are getting on there too. So if you want to check us out on the App Store, iOS and Android or experience.net from your browser or desktop. So yeah, come check us out. Come see what we got going on and uh, let's engage. If you want to meet me or talk to me, get something from me, looking forward to it. All right, I have a good idea for next week if you're down for it, okay? What you got? You and your girlfriend, me and my wife. Who knows their significant other better? A little game show. Ooh, I'm in. Yes? Oh I'm my in. Let's god, do it. this is very exciting. Let's do it. <laughs>
Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than pre- Premium regular beer.